across the UK, Overnights with Martin Kellner. There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico You got to be in so much to see in Mexico You're gonna see the greatest show There you go, your extra your extra five second bonus uh, on Long John Baldry's Mexico. Marvellous. Um, that's it. Well, he's still going, his Long John. You can't keep a good man down. Uh, it introduces, as always, uh, John Bonfilio, who joins us from Campeche in Mexico. Uh, John, thanks uh, ever so much for joining us. No problem at all. What, what a great surprise that is. I think it's one of <laughs> our life rules is you can never have too much Long John Baldry. Absolutely not. And very, very popular with all the uh, yeah, <laughs> with all the customers as well. Uh, right, let's talk first of all about um, Lulu, who's taken power and is now sort of trying to reverse some of what uh, happened under Bolsonaro. Um, tell us about this airlift. Yeah, so maybe Lula, not the emphatically not the '60s uh, no. singer. From Did I say Lulu? Lulu. <laughs> I meant Lula. Sorry. Lula, yeah. who is the incoming Brazilian president, mm. uh, and this week has been making a um, uh, a big deal of the the situation that the Bolsonaro administration has left in the Amazon, which very specifically relates to, as we now understand it, hundreds of dead over the last uh, few years, in particular in the Yanomami uh, Reserve, which is the largest indigenous reserve in the Brazilian Amazon. We last spoke about it on your show, Martin, a few months ago because there was a shootout between wildcat miners and the Yanomami in the reserve. These incursions between uh, from illegal miners have been going on now for, for quite a long time. But the, the accusation is that the Bolsonaro regime has given them license uh, to go hell for leather for the mining. And the issue is that the mercury which is used to separate gold from other minerals is then released into the waterways of the Amazon, which kills everything in the waterways. So it means that the water cannot be drunk, means that the fish die, and that is what these indigenous communities live off. So it it is fundamentally an existential crisis for these communities, which has led to extensive malnutrition deaths and so on, to the extent that one observer who was in the communities this week, described uh, what he saw as uh, the, the, the scenes, the photographs that we see coming out of concentration camps. Uh, field hospital has been set up. There's been food drops. Uh, there's been uh, evacuations on, on Monday. And for sure, Lula has made a big uh, show of this as well, making the most of it as a PR exercise because of what's taken place in Brazil in terms of the, the rights and the insurrection in the last couple of weeks. And he wants to make very clear that this administration is a different administration to the one that, uh, that uh, preceded him, and also that, that that administration was not did not deal with Brazilian affairs in any kind of uh, significant way. In fact, he said categorically in the press conference he gave in the Amazon that uh, what marked out this administration from the previous administration was that they would see indigenous people as actual human beings, which is not what had taken place prior. 
Yeah, I mean, you you talk about uh, Lula using this as uh, as PR. Um, beyond that, though, has it, you know, when you think of poison and pollution and all that, is it going to be something that it's not going to be something that can be rectified uh, quickly? I wouldn't have thought. No, this is a generational problem, uh, and it's not a problem that policing can deal with. Uh, these, these are some of the most remote areas on earth and even if you have significant uh, policing structures and systems uh, access and control is, is nigh on impossible when you have the heart ripped out of the indigenous um, support communities uh, and the the ministries that have been set up to protect these these communities in the amazon that makes it obviously doubly doubly difficult it is also worth saying that for sure the Bolsonaro administration is in the spotlight here, but it is not just uh, an issue, as with the, with the cartels, it's not just an issue that is to do with public policy. This is a supply and demand issue, and there is uh, significant amounts of gold and various other uh, minerals in the Amazon, and it's also a, a through point for trafficking uh, goods outside of the uh, you know, outside of the eye of the authority. Mm. So there are fundamental uh, infrastructural problems which uh, which the, the, the remoteness of the Amazon uh, makes beneficial to uh, organized criminal activity and makes very hard to police. Yeah. Um, just moving on, the, uh, tell, me about, <laughs> tell me about the Sh- Shakira um, revenge song. It sounds fascinating. Uh, tell me that story. She has broken the Internet. 63 million views wow. in 24 hours on, on YouTube. We last spoke about her uh, on your show uh, when we were t- discussing her tax problems, in inverted commas, in Spain. And also uh, she was one of the judges for the Prince William Earthshot Prize. Uh, but another uh, like semi-known fact is that she was married to Gerard uh, Piquet, the Spain and Barcelona footballer, husband of 11 years, uh, broke up as of a few months ago, and she's just come out with this uh, revenge song, which is a hell of a song. Four minutes of direct attack uh, and attacks on her ex, who she had a number of uh, children with, has made the front and back pages internationally. Um, oh, yeah jaw-dropping in multiple respects but my favorite is because her mother-in-law comes out in the song her mother-in-law who apparently still uh, has an adjoining flat to her house and one of the lyrics in the song is you left me your mother-in-law as my neighbor and then proceeded to actually put a life-size witch on her balcony in uh, Barcelona which was not a very subtle jibe at uh, her feelings for Gerard Piquet's uh, mother and neighbor. Well, it didn't make the press over here. I'm surprised because that's a hell of a story. Um, It is. It really is. Yeah, maybe I'm reading the wrong newspapers. It didn't uh, certainly didn't make it into the Financial Times. Anyway, but that's uh, that is that is a heck of a song. Uh, And I mean, they're still living next to each other, her and the uh, and the witch. Um, yeah, I mean, they have adjoining flats. Shakira moves around uh, a fair bit, and it's actually one of the main issues to do with this tax uh, evasion case that she's been litigating against in Spain, because during between 2012 and 2014, the Spanish authorities say that she was in Spain for more than half the year, and therefore she has to pay tax on her international earnings in Spain, whereas she says that that's uh, not the case and so on. So uh, she's not necessarily a, a permanent resident 
of that uh, market flat in in Barcelona. But uh, yeah, for, for sure, internationally, it has made, uh, as I say, I mean, it's made marker in Spain, Spain's most important footballing newspaper. It's been on the front pages of, of that <laughs> newspaper. So yeah, it has had significant traction and not just because of how much it's been listened to, but also, yeah, because it, it uh, speaks to, I guess, a number of different crosses over from mm, yeah. main news to sport to salacious uh, gossip interview and so on. Brilliant. Uh, now, Marcello Bielsa. We, I mean, we, we sort of flip-flopped a bit on this because earlier in the week we were saying that uh, he was going to be uh, Mexico's next manager. Then he had a meeting in London with uh, Moshiri, the uh, owner of uh, Everton, was going to be Everton's manager. That seemed to be uh, a done deal. That's not going to happen. So, you know, are Mexico now looking at him all over again? Now he's a, he's a free agent, not going to be uh, tied up with uh, Everton? They are. It's, it's back on. There is a purportedly a big meeting between uh, El Loco, Marcelo Bielsa, and the, the Mexican Football uh, Association in the USA this weekend. As you say, Bielsa needs no introduction. If we were speaking about him as a sort of film director, he's definitely... He's definitely an author. He's a Scorsese, a Terence Malick, uh, a Tarantino. And this issue with uh, with the Mexico Football Association has definitely been an on-off saga. And you know what we know about Bielsa because of Everton as well and what took place this week is he makes the decisions. He is a unique individual who is going to make the decisions as to what is right uh, for him. And it also speaks of the current crisis in uh, Mexican football. I mean, after years of unspectacular... Uh, uh, run-of-the-mill coaches it is widely perceived here that the Mexican national team needs a new direction. Uh, and mm. a lot of the discussion at the moment here is about uh, the importance of leadership, which, of course, we've seen with Argentina in terms of uh, Lionel Scaloni and the, the galvanizing, inspiring effect that he had uh, on Argentina. And, of course, we've seen in a in an English cricket sense with uh, Bren Stokes and Brendan McCullough. So this, that's what Mexico wants. It, it's not looking now at root and branch reform of its entire system. It's looking at a unique, galvanizing, a cathartic leader to make the best of the, what fundamentally is amazing raw talent of uh, Mexico's footballers. And the next World Cup, partly because of the importance of the next World Cup as well, it will be in North America, a shared tournament between Mexico, the USA and Canada. So it is doubly important Mm. for Mexico to get this next four-year cycle right. Yeah, I mean, he has had international success in the past. He, He managed Chile for a while, I think, but then it all turned a bit sour, didn't it? Yeah, that seems to be the case a little bit with Bielsa as well. And also because his methods are so unusual, especially in the in the day and age in, in the in the modern age we live in of the celebrity footballer uh, it, it's generally perceived that uh, footballers that uh, that have everything that they want on earth are not going to necessarily give in to his uh, to his methods so the, the perception here certainly is that he does better with uh, middle ranking uh, countries or football sides rather than the perhaps the best on earth but actually as things stand Mexico absolutely fits that bill the only way is up and uh, certainly Mexican, uh, Mexico's finest need to buy into a vision and a project which the hope is Bielsa will provide.
Yeah, very interesting news, actually, as you say, with the uh, the World Cup in uh, North America, North and Central America uh, to come. Um, as always, thanks uh, ever so much, John. Do appreciate it, and um, we'll talk again soon. Talk next week. Good man. Uh, there we go. That's uh, John Bonfilio joining us from Campeche in uh, in Mexico.